Service excellence is a top priority at Doctors Hospital. Part of our commitment to the community is to offer important information and education. That's why we're proud to present the Doctors Hospital Health News Podcast Series. Here's Melanie Cole. Sepsis is the body's overwhelming and life-threatening response to infection, which can lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and death. My guest today is Dr. Rafael Deliz. He's a pulmonologist and the medical director of Doctors Hospital Intensive Care Unit. Welcome to the show, Dr. Deliz. What is exactly sepsis? Welcome. Uh, yeah, sepsis is a, we call it dysregulated response. Dysregulated means that it's out of control and the body reacts with excessive response to an invasion of an infectious organism like a bacteria, a virus, and is the uh, a high uh, cause of death in the United States more than even cancer. So, Dr. Delise, w- infections, typically we think of them as something where the body's immune system jumps in to fight. What causes sepsis, and what's the difference between an infection the body does want to fight and something that takes over? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Some patients, because of their genetics, are predisposed to have a response that is beyond the usual response. And those people have a bad reaction to the bacteria in their bodies. They liberate certain substances in the bloodstream. We call them cytokines. And these chemical messengers cause damage to the lungs, to the kidneys, to the heart. And it's an overwhelming process that may cause death. Not everybody has that predisposition but uh, we don't know exactly how that happened in each individual person. So tell us about the signs and symptoms of sepsis. If somebody gets an infection, does it have to be a big infection that they've gotten in the hospital, or can it be as small as something like a cut? What are some of the signs and symptoms that people would know? Yeah, the origin of the infection could be the urinary tract, like a urine infection is very common. It could be a pneumonia. It could be an appendicitis and a rupture in testing. So the sources are multiple. Usually these patients are, in, are at home, and the things that worries that cause sepsis are a high respiration above uh, 22 per minute. If you're breathing more than 22 times in a minute, that's a sign of sepsis. If you have dizziness and you're sweating and you feel very weak, that's another sign of sepsis because it may be that you have low blood pressure. And that's another sign of sepsis, low blood pressure. Um, The other sign is uh, alter mental status. When you have somebody, talk to somebody who had an infection and he's talking incoherences and it doesn't sound like the person is 100% there, that's a dangerous sign of sepsis. So sepsis, these three signs are the most important signs in the medical literature after review of one million medical records for 10 years in major institutions in the United States. So we have a score to quantify and predict who is the patient will be developing sepsis based on the clinical presentation at the emergency room. How emergent is sepsis if someone thinks that they're having it? Can they drive themselves to the hospital? Do they call 911 and let them know that they think it might be sepsis? How emergent is this situation? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extreme emergency. You, uh, when you have sepsis, you have to receive an antibiotic within 30 minutes or less. 
most of the time we don't have that time frame. But if you feel that you're very sick and you you have um, pain in your body, you're coughing and, and you're dizzy and you're breathing very fast, blood pressure is low, you have to call the 911. And in the hospital, they had to take blood cultures. They had to culture your urine, your phlegm, and start in antibiotics immediately because for every hour you delay the treatment, the mortality increased 10 to 5% per hour. So if you, you wait too late, that is the unfortunate case of some patients that arrive to the hospital, your mortality increased significantly. So the early you intervene with this, the highest is the success. Is there any way to prevent sepsis, Dr. Delis? Yeah, the, the, the way to prevent sepsis is to have, um, you, sometimes you feel sick and you delay the process. Uh, you have to visit your doctor. You, you feel that you have fever. Uh, you, have, um, uh, you don't feel okay. It's not uh, like a common call. It's more complicated. Um, you have to give antibiotics earlier in the doctor's office. If there is something that can be treated as outpatient, you also have to look uh, at the vaccine immunization for influenza, streptococcus. Uh, th- those are available with your primary doctor. And also uh, stay away from infections that are contagious. Uh, you see in the hospital there are people that visit other sick people and they have no precautions, no, don't wash their hands or use masks. Those are basics, washing your hands uh, if you contact a sick person. And, and cover yourself. You cough, uh, it's better to cover it with your uh, forearm, not your hands. So you don't have, you transmit, you don't transmit the, the germ in a handshake. So th- those are things that you have to be looking for uh, to prevent sepsis. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Delise, what would you like to tell people about the importance of recognizing the symptoms of sepsis for early treatment and the best outcomes? Well, uh, my recommendation is don't, don't delay the process. Unfortunately, the cases I see in the intensive care unit that, unit that they don't survive is, are the persons that delay the process. They feel sick, and the stubbornness for not going to be in a hospital causes them a serious life-threatening illness. I will give you an example. If somebody has a urine infection and they don't want to see the doctor, they don't have no treatment, that urine infection enters into the bloodstream. And that's a very dangerous scenario. And, um, you have to give medications to increase the blood pressure. You have to give fluids. It's a life-threatening condition. So don't delay the process. That's my message today. Don't delay the process. If you have, you don't feel okay with fever, dizziness, you're not, you, you see your relative is talking incoherently, immediately you have to send that patient to the emergency room. And why should they come to Doctors Hospital of Laredo for their care? In Doctors Hospital, we have a sepsis protocol, and we are perfectioning this process for the last two years according to the surviving sepsis guidelines by the Society of Critical Care Medicine. And we have a very good numbers uh, about sepsis. In, for example, in the patients that enter to the hospital, we have a high percentage of blood cultures and immediate antibiotic use, high, higher than the standard in the nation. Uh, in good compliance with the recommendations of the authorities and the organizations in this field. Uh, we have an intensive care unit that is uh, with well-trained nurses and staff. Uh, we do rounds every day uh, in sepsis patients, multidisciplinary with every specialty, nursing, uh, respiratory therapy, nutritionist, uh, pharmacy. 
the medical director, everybody's a teamwork uh, trying to make the patient uh, healthier, making him to survive. So we are ready for those type of complications. Thank you so much, Dr. Deliz. It's very important information for the listeners to hear. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Doctors Hospital Health News with Doctors Hospital of Laredo. For more information, you can go to IChooseDoctorsHospital.com. That's IChooseDoctorsHospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Doctors Hospital of Laredo. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Doctors Hospital of Laredo is directly or indirectly owned by a partnership that includes physician owners, including certain members of the hospital medical staff. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.